Welcome to Wrestling is for Girls, a wrestling podcast that is a fatal four-way between narrative, emotion, what the kids are of late calling Delulu, and letters to dad. I am here with my wonderful co-host Jillian, aka Royal Grumble. It's pretty brilliant. (laughs) And uh, we have a lot to cover because, like, everything happens on Saturday. Saturday is the big day for Royal Rumble fans. So exciting. Um, Are you ready? Are you ready for the Royal Rumble? Yes, I am. I think I'm always really excited about the Rumble. It's my favorite pay-per-view. Sorry, premium live event. Um, (laughs) But like, I never, ever know what to expect. And that's why it's fun. I think I remember last year, the returns were a little disappointing. Or like there weren't that many surprises. Yes. So I'm hoping this year there's more surprises. I had a really unsatisfying conversation about this with my husband where he was like, well, you know, it was really good booking. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, some of us are watching for the stunts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm there for like surprise Rowdy Roddy Piper, even though he cannot, (laughs) if he shows up, that'll be one motherfucker of a surprise. Things are going to get real fucking interesting on Saturday (laughs) with the resurrection rumble. (laughs) <laughs> live on peacock oh god can you imagine the people they'd bring back Ugh, be terrible it, really we are not that. as a society ready to make good choices about resurrection not at all absolutely not so let's get this started because we have a lot of ground to cover tonight um smackdown last friday begins as so many smackdowns have begun with the bloodline it's a very sad scene because jim is real cold Roman is real cold to Jim. He told the wise man to fix it. It's not fixed. Uh, did you understand how it was a hundred percent solo and Jimmy's fault that this didn't get fixed? I never understand what Roman says. He also had a whole ass shirt just for Atlanta. Like, wow, yeah, you really now. going deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, well, it's never Roman's fault. Never, ever, 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 never. And we don't know what the conversation was between Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. That's true, right? Like, who knows what he's reporting about yeah, I'm this. guessing there was a bus that drove by and Solo and James were thrown underneath it. That sounds par for the course. And, I mean, Solo really is taking this to heart. Like, I, I feel like Jim Uso, he lets things roll off his back, right? He's like, no ye, live to see another day, whatever. But Solo is like, this is really going to jeopardize my Q3 bonus and my promotion for next year. Mm-hmm. He's taking He's seen that mahi-mahi go out the window. Mm-hmm. He misses the high-quality oceanic protein that has for so long fueled the bloodline. And he's going to get it back. He's probably just secretly cursing Jay. I feel like when he kind of like muttered under his breath that he was going to fix everything, that we saw a villain origin story, which is great because Solo has already emerged as a villain yeah it's like an extra level Mm -hmm. so everyone is in such a bad mood and so consternated because we're about to have a contract signing yes we are about to bring together under the lawful evil presence of nick aldis a contract signing between aj (laughs) styles randall keith orton los angeles knight and the one and only tribal chief um 
Did this go how you expected? Were you expecting this absolute breakdown of always the process? I mean, it wasn't just fighting this time. Do you want to talk us through it? Well, um, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want no, to. No, I can't. I'm just laughing because I was just thinking about AJ's entrance, you know, like they all do their entrances. <laughs> yes. And I love that AJ is like this renegade soul. Now he's real grumpy, but he still has time to high five people like he mm -hmm. can't. Yeah, he can't shut that part off. Um, uh, Fan service La and emo all the way. Exactly. Um, Los Angeles is wearing a truly awful jacket and glasses combination. I don't know what he was thinking there. Piss is and in Randy, for winter. Randy had some really, really weird shorts. Those are 100% the shorts he wears to do chores around the house. 100%. It was like he's going to go water his garden in June. Like, I feel like all of these things combined for this perfect storm and like paul Heyman comes shuffling on out he's like well roman's not going to sign the contract so there <laughs> what are you going to do about it nick and nick has this like genius i think a pretty genius thing that like i think i mentioned it last week like why doesn't anyone just fucking threaten to take the title away and nick finally does it. he's like oh fine looks like uh we're gonna vacate the title and these three dudes are gonna fight over it and I think that's a very good point. I just want to pause here and note, thank you, Nick Aldis, for listening to this podcast and taking yes. our stage advice. And you know what, dad? You don't have to be the dad of this podcast, okay? We could replace Ooh. you with a tacky British man in weird suits. Okay, that's a lie. We can't do that. But just you're on notice. You're absolutely on notice, dad. Nick listens. You don't listen. You return all my letters completely unread. Get it together, dad. With weird smudges on them. I don't understand yeah. what's happening to those envelopes while they're in your care, Dad. But, you know, I don't know. Did, Class did it up. Did you cry? Did you handle them while eating peanut butter, a maybe? Cheese? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? So, yeah, like Roman's contention, or I guess the wise man's contention for Roman, is that they have not had a chance to have a lawyer review this contract. But I did love Aldis forcing his hand. I really, Amazing. really did. It was nice to see. It really was. I, I love that. I think he's like wrestling's or WWE's Batman. Like, <laughs> you know, we don't always like his methods and we don't always understand what he's doing. But at the end of the day, he's pursuing the greater justice for all of us. In suits, just like Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. Randy did not love any of this. Randy's sick of all the bullshit. He got a little threatening with the wise man. And he does this thing with Heyman's tie that oh, had, yeah. had he done this to an attractive person under 60 <laughs> would have been the stuff of fan fiction dreams. But instead it was like, what are you doing? Stop. Stop it. Yeah. Randy, dear Nick or dear dad, can you pass a message on to Randy? Let's just like. Randy needs to listen to our preferences and maybe yeah. play to those a little bit. Yeah. Like this is not, it was very intimidating. I will give him that, but yeah, it was intimidating. An elderly pear shaped man is always a questionable thing to do. No matter how evil that man is. For a lot of that exchange before he did that, he looked so bored. Randy looked so bored, like in the background while AJ and um, LA are just like sassing each other in the foreground. Can I say I am truly disturbed by AJ's lack of sideburns? Mm, tell me more. I don't know why. It's just like 
I know you have maybe strong feelings about this. Maybe about it's because I grew up in the 90s when like everybody had sideburns. But like, I just feel like when you have like long hair and there's just like suddenly no sideburn, but mm-hmm. there's like, you can see where there kind of is partially a sideburn, a little tiny bit, but it's been cut. I just get really weirded out by that. Like it's an incomplete hairstyle. So the sideburn nubbins are really bothering yes. you. Yeah, the scraps. <laughs> Do you think that AJ could work a mutton chop? Yeah, absolutely. He's got, I mean, he's he's uh, groomed that beard before. I, I imagine he could do more with it. I mean, dad was rocking some Lemmy-style chops for a while, and it was a hell of a look. That's right. Wow, yeah. yeah that worked cut. out. Yeah. Could Randy... <laughs> I mean, still has like a shaved head, but <laughs> I think we all remember Randy's creepy '70s uncle mustache that he was sporting for a while before his return. So I don't think we need to have adventures in facial hair <laughs> for Randall. But okay, that's fair. So you know, we end with a threat. Randy is going to beat Solo, and then he's going to teach Roman about the three most dangerous letters in all of sports entertainment, which are, of course, RKO. Oh, I th- okay. What, what did you think it was? <laughs> Something to do with <laughs> venereal disease, but... <laughs> no, no. Uh, nope, it is definitely RKO and not STD. STD, that's what I couldn't think of. God. <laughs> Man, that joke would have been so much more amazing if I could actually remember STD. Anyway, pretend, listeners, that I came up with a real zinger. The nuance of the mystery really sold it for me, so I think you did great. Thank you. It was cozy. It was a cozy mystery for our listeners. We have to talk about another faction, however briefly, this week. Um, So while the Bloodline is doing all this crazy stuff to get out of matches and avoid legal entrapment, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are getting real freaking sick and tired of Karrion Cross and his friends. Um... And we talked a little about this, that some people are feeling like this may be a face turn for Bobby and the streets, yeah. if you will. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> Does that feel reasonable? I think so, because here's what I think. I think they ran with street profits as heels. Like Bobby's a heel, like he's good at being a heel, yeah, but they ran with street profits as heels. And I feel like people didn't like it. People want the street profits as like the heroes. Yes. And so also when you want to bring in this other faction that's just like so evil, right? Like Karrion Cross said that Paul Ellering was the most sadistic human in the, like something like on the face of the earth or something. I'm like, okay, dude, I feel like we could really probably find a few more that are worse, but a high bar. So like, it's kind of pointless to have this other group that's like, bad guy light yes yes no i agree i don't think it i do not think that they were working the kind of heel gimmick where it's like like dx where like they're just real dickish heels but they're so much fun that you're kind of like yeah i can cheer for them as they take out some slightly worse heels that's cool you know it wasn't plus i think with the whole bianca and montez reality show coming out it's like you're gonna show yeah. their adorable married life and then he's gonna come to work and be a total dick okay i know that's a good point uh side note i saw a clip of them talking about their favorite snack foods and i was like <gasps> i saw that too 
dip okay bianca likes to dip pickles in popcorn salt seasoning is that what it was i didn't that's know what, what i didn't listen to the clip oh yeah that's interesting and one of his favorite snacks was raw eggs i was like you two are doing this wrong i don't know what to say you're broken <laughs> I, I know the most normal thing on there was a donut i really enjoyed when she's like you're gonna get salmonella because i agreed with her <laughs> i love that i was like why are you <laughs> drinking egg whites sir Stop. god there's so many other snotty consistency things that you could drink oh yes there are thank you for that. <laughs> i'm just saying like if we're going for goo like in a welcome escape from snotty <laughs> beverages we also this week had a sort of return to an earlier identity when tyler Bate and butch come out to face pretty deadly butch is no more and pete dunn has returned in his william regal tribute one piece yeah he's back in his captain caveman outfit Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Which I thought maybe he'd have a different outfit. Like I like a whole different look. To me, that was kind of just a look I've seen him wearing already. Yeah. I, th I think he really wanted to go back to the Pete Dunn roots. Yeah. But it was a fun match. It really was. And I really liked when Corey was like Pete Dunn skinned that jacket himself. <laughs> I love that um you know, Pretty Deadly had never seen this Pete Dunn person in their entire lives and they didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the fact that they were in NXT UK together really did not give them any opportunity to get to know its longtime champion, Pete Dunn. So it makes perfect sense. That's so amazing. Um, I also really, really liked when KP referred to Tyler Bate as a little lad. <laughs> And his little undies. I felt like Corey Graves and I have never been so much on the same page. And Graves is like, he is a man. It's like, yes, he, he is a man. He is not a lad or a big, strong boy. He is a man. I don't like the big, strong boy at all. I don't like it either at all. It sounds like a milk commercial. I just, no. It seems like something your like, sex daddy would say to you. And I don't, oh. I'm not here for it. I'm just not here Dear for dad, it. Dear dad, please eliminate sex daddy talk. This is not that kind of show, all right? It's no, just not. It's a family show with swears, but not sex daddy talk. So Pretty Deadly is pretty mad about <laughs> this whole situation. They are very, very upset. They weren't ready for this. Something that I don't think any of us could have truly been ready for was Logan Paul on the KO show. And the fact that he's now the Mav, according to his like big entrance oh. video, what is that about? I don't know. This dude continues to just like every time he opens his mouth, dumb shit comes out and he thinks yes. he's just so good at promos. He's got to know somewhere deep down that he's not, that he's just not good at it. But because he has a dumb podcast or whatever, and because he has his dumb YouTube channel, people are like, absolutely, give him a microphone. He's good at this. He's not good at this. He's not good at this. He's an athlete. He's a great athlete. I'll give him yeah. that. But he is not good at this part. And I will say, I've never listened to Logan Paul's podcast because I don't hate myself. But there's a difference. I mean, his podcast is a lot about his life, from what I've gathered. Like, he talks about mm. being Logan Paul and the dumb shit he does and whatever. <sighs> the things he's promoting. Nightmare. 
there's a huge difference between talking yeah. about yourself and the things that you're interested in versus cutting a wrestling promo. Yeah, being a character, right? Like, right. I don't think he's completely fleshed that out. It's just like, I'm just gonna be an asshole. Yeah. And I mean, that part is believable. I believe him that he's an asshole. (laughs) A plus assholery. A plus. Like, Um, there's just that line where like, KO just kind of, you know, tears him apart a little bit. And then he's like, KO had talked about protection about something. I don't remember. And he's like, oh, uh, I wasn't listening to any of that. But you want to talk about protection? (laughs) Logan Paul, come on, man. I know it's hard to think of things on the fly, but don't say you weren't listening to anything the guy was saying if you're going to respond to what the guy was saying. And I think it's weird. Like, someone has to be working with him on this. So, like, what is happening here? Maybe his brain just goes blank. Maybe, Maybe stimulants and prime energy drinks just kind of ruin the entire thing and he can't do it plus ego plus ko backstage coaching him like no man it'll be cool just pretend like it's <laughs> absolutely like so you weren't funny. listening to anything i was saying it's gonna be hilarious it's like a not joke okay everybody likes a not joke that would be so great be pretty amazing. <laughs> the ultimate betrayal <laughs> i also i kind of thought that his you know ex- explanation for why it was Kevin Owens fault that he's going to have to face him at Royal rumble was very like Trump versus Obama. Can you refresh me? So Logan Paul is like, Kevin, it's your fault that this is happening. It's your fault that I'm here because you stunnered me at WrestleMania. He didn't say stunnered to his credit at WrestleMania and you (laughs) embarrassed me in front of 70,000 people. And like now, he, you know, he's got to prove it. Now he's got to yeah. like take it back. And I'm like, this is literally Obama making a very mild joke about Trump at yeah. the press dinner. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump is our president. And all of a sudden, Logan Paul is our United States champion. The parallels are horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> they really are. Um, I just got lost in that horrifying thought. <laughs> I saw you glaze and I was really concerned. I was just like, the election is coming. (laughs) We're all about to be stunnered. All of us. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) One way or another, we're taking the stunner this November. Stunnered part two. (sighs) Electric boogaloo. I also really like that when he talked about KO giving him the stunner, the fans chanted one more time because they are fabulous. (laughs) I just am really glad everybody hates him and it's not just us. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad when like everybody loves somebody and I'm like, this person sucks. I'm just like, what am I missing this time? I am a right on, I am right on track. We are on trend. We know what is popular. <laughs> we are on fleek. That's what the kids say 20 years ago, I think. <laughs> I think so, but that's good enough for us. <laughs> um, This ends in a little scuffle. Logan. I think tries to make it look like he hits KO in the face, but he sort of smacks his shoulder, which is very weird. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, Logan sort of gets the upper hand, and I think that's great. Get that momentum, baby. Let's take it all the way to WrestleMania for you. (laughs) And then lose it. We love the momentum so that you can lose it very handily. So, yeah. um, You know, this segment, I don't know about you, but this is exactly what I expected from this. Absolutely. 
After this, we return to the bloodline. And this is going to shock everyone. I know it shocked me when I saw it. Roman Reigns is still mad that nobody fixed it. Yeet, no yeet. Yeet, (laughs) no yeet. (laughs) When he started shouting yeet, no yeet, I was like, this man is having a stroke and it is premium entertainment. I don't know what's happening, but I am loving it. (laughs) I was waiting for James to lose it and he didn't. He held it together. He's getting strong. He's getting real strong. Good job. Jay wouldn't have lasted. No. Oh, my God. Jay would have been doing that thing where he's like kind of like wiping his mouth and looking away. He's got to turn around completely. His shoulders are shaking. Jim's a professional. He is. He keeps it together. He has what it takes to run a Honda dealership, and he has what it takes to not break under pressure. So we really respect that at the show. Um. Solo is still taking a lot of responsibility for this. He's like, I'm going to show you how to fix it. I've got it all under control. And he seems so sad. I was excited for a quick second when Solo kind of stepped to him. I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then he was like, no, I'll fix it. It's my fault. I was like, Solo, come on. Grow a pair. Yes. Like, unhook that thumb, convert it into a spine. And tell this man to stop bullying you. <laughs> but that didn't That's happen. so gross, but excellent. <laughs> Just picturing it. It's like horrible. Well, look, Would it's the like spine the- grow to his length or is it like a teeny tiny thumb, thumb length spine? So what I'm imagining is he grafts, he has, I mean, I don't think he can do this himself. He's not a surgeon. He has the thumb grafted into his spine. And because it's the most powerful oh. thumb in pro wrestling today, it like galvanizes the entire spine. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so it's not like it grows to the length of a full no. solo spine. No, and it's and not then visible. inserted into his back. There's not like a big ass thumb hanging out of his back, like in Malignant, where the main character has like her half eaten twin like coming out of her back. Oh, God. Spoilers so if you gross. haven't seen Malignant. <laughs> Ninja, tumor. Ninja tumor. Ninja tumor. so earlier in the night we saw aj after his abortive contract signing and uh he let nick aldis know that due to everything that went down he wanted la night and i thought you put it really nicely he demanded (laughs) he was not leaving without la night yeah it was kind of romantic I think, uh, you know, it's really nice when people know what they want and they go after it. I admire it. Yeah, I mean, AJ's kind of got a little toot about it, but yeah. But, I mean, I think that makes him so perfect for Los Angeles. They're both sassy, grumpy. True. And, you know, they've both got big personalities, so. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead of a love match, this is a hate match because these two, when their match starts, they really fight like they hate each other. They do. And like for a while there, L.A. was like kicking his ass, mm-hmm. like really taking it to him. But then he got a little distracted. Well, a lot of things happen, right? Like. Jim Uso comes trundling out in his little no yeet shirt and he's like real happy to be there. And then Solo comes sneaking around and he spikes AJ right in the throat. And like, 
because he just wants Roman to be proud of him, he also takes out Los Angeles. So everyone is just disabled from this match. Yeah. And of course, Solo calls out Randy because like he's two for three and he's ready to make it a strike. I mean, it's quite a show of strength, really. Thumb strength, which is the most impressive kind of strength. I mean, his thumb is like a steel rod in that thumb. Unbreakable. Yeah. My thumb can't do shit, honestly. So it is very impressive. Yeah, mine's pretty pointless as well. Mine are I also- can tell people they're doing a good job with it, I guess. That's mostly what mine is for. I feel like mine are also kind of ill proportioned to my very large palms. Like I have a large palm and a little fingerling potato thumb. Anyway, we weren't meant for the hitchhiking life or the Samoan spike life. I mean, honestly, I'm not qualified. No, I would shatter my thumb every time. So Randy cannot resist the call out. Um, He comes out. He's going to do his thing. And all this stuff happens, right? Like Jim Uso returns. Los Angeles night is like, no way. Then he and AJ get into it. Randy Mm -hmm. does his thing on solo and. Gosh, this is the most shocking ending ever to a Randy Orton match. He gets a win on an RKO. Yeah, I know. I was totally shocked. <laughs> As Randy was coming back out, I had this thought, like, I don't know if you remember this, like, back in the day we were talking. I used to get so, like, weird, not weirded out, I guess, but just kind of would always be a gog at Randy's thighs because yes. he has, like, they still look like action figure thighs. Like, they look like you shouldn't be able to have those proportions and yet randy does it randy orton embodies thick thighs save lives he really does it's pretty crazy um but yeah so he what rko's uh la and then he rko's aj right so rko's for everybody everybody gets an rko except randy well i mean i'm sure if he could figure out how to rko himself he would do it just for the principle of the thing he gets a Superman punch in the face. He does. The problem with all this RKOing is that Randy is very hyper-focused yep. on RKOing. And this gives Roman an opportunity to do the Superman punch. And he's like so proud of himself and he's real sassy and he signs the contract and he just like throws it at Nick Aldis's feet. I just had a thought about the rumble that I need to share because I don't have a way to write this down. What if one of the surprise entrants is they bring back, um, oh, Jesus Christ, uh, Matt. They probably won't bring back Jesus Christ. What's his name? Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, thank you for the RK bro. Now that Randy's back. I feel like they won't because I'm pretty sure Riddle went out on bad terms. I mean, I think he was really high all the time. You never know. They bring strange people back it's sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'm saying this, but literally CM Punk works here. So yeah, nothing matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> nothing, to, nothing matters. You could do whatever the fuck you want. He I mean, right. it would be fun and interesting. I always liked Matt Riddle. So let's see. Yeah. I mean, I missed the hot dog legs. So I did not miss the term. <laughs> Like I had to bring it up at all. You're a oh man, hot dog legs and action figure legs. <laughs> the combo we all need. I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose that we get raw. 
Is he like bratwurst legs? What would Randy's legs be? If I could RKO anyone in the world, it would be you. <laughs> it would be you. Your cute little face. Uh, I'm ready to get raw. Let's do it. Oh my god. All right. So first and foremost, we learn it is the 1600th episode of Raw. I cannot believe we have done this 1600 times. I mean, that's so much Raw. It's, I mean, we've got really, really Raw. <laughs> Profoundly Raw. There's almost nothing left because it just keeps grading down to nothing. We are like bones, a little skin, and a puddle of lymph. That's all that's left. Oh, God. Ugh. That is payback for hot dog legs, and you had it coming. Puddle of lymph. It's like <laughs> a '90s new metal band, Puddle yeah. of Lymph. Yeah, and they weren't very good. They were total butt rock, but they were very successful for a brief period. <laughs> so we open our 1600 episode with a wounded warrior. Uh, Seth Rollins is here. He is wearing the most amazing lime green satin suit and a knee brace very bright and seth reveals to us that and i'm probably getting this wrong he has a grade two tear of his acl and a partial tear of his meniscus um i thought he tore his mcl too Maybe he definitely said his, his MCL, mcl and not his acl i think he did all of it seth oh, has torn can... some things yeah. that don't get torn yeah um... i knew i probably got some of that wrong when he came out, everybody was like chanting, thank you, Seth, or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Because like, because I didn't see the injury, right? I didn't know right. he was injured. And right. so I was like, is everybody like more up on wrestling news than I am as an award-winning wrestling podcaster? Clearly. So I had to like quick look it up. I was like, is this real? I feel so bad for him. He looked really sad. I know he was really, really sad, but you know what? I appreciate that despite that he was able to, uh, joke on Jinder Mahal because when he said he fought Jinder and the crowd booed, he was like, don't worry. I beat him. Yeah, that was funny. So still in good spirits, even though he is sad. Um, so Seth does not want this three to four month absence that the surgery required to fix his sad leg yeah. will take, but it seems like the powers that be all said, no, Seth. Your back is already the equivalent of one of those crackle glass <laughs> lamps. Now your leg is basically like what comes out of a paper shredder. Like you need to, you need to take care of yourself. Uh, who appears to share his thoughts on the Seth Rollins situation? Bennett, Bennett, Imperium, the Imperium boy. It is uh, Gunther and the Imperium boys, and they seem to think this is a really appropriate time to just pull their horse shit. Um, and Seth is like, go ahead, beat me up, whatever. Did what happened after that surprise you? Did you expect a beat down? Um, no, I didn't, honestly. Because I, I don't... I don't really... I don't know that they would see the point of a beatdown, but I was just thinking, why the fuck didn't Damien cash in right then? Because as we have commented on many a time, <laughs> Damien Priest is a beautiful but not smart boy. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? He could have just been like, boop, kicked him in the knee. <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's a dipshit. I, I love him, but he's um, a dipshit. 
I did like the exchange, right? Like, you know, I wish you well. I'm going to be a better champion. I'm going to win the Rumble. I'm the only one that seems to remember that your back's fucked up. <laughs> Guther does not forget, okay? He is like a trapper keeper. It's all inside. It was, it was wonderful. I think um, one thing, I guess, I, I don't know, I want to talk about this, is like, you know, Seth's like, I'm going to fight all the way to wrestlemania like buddy how are you gonna hold on to this title with a fucked up knee like because all i can think is like other people who get fucked up and have to leave they have to vacate it's it's a very interesting question because i mean we are looking at him being out for three to four months it is the end of january so there's february there's march and then very early in the month of april is the ye old WrestleMania. I mean, it's not impossible. Like, I feel like he's going to go like rehab crazy. And, but I mean, I don't know, looking at Charlotte's videos that she's been posting of her knee rehab. Holy shit. It looks rough. And I, you know, I think I remember one time when John Cena broke his neck and it felt like he was out for 18 days and then came back and was like, yep, ready to go. And we all talked about his superhuman recovery and everything. I think that's a dangerous narrative. It's terrible. Um, you know, I want Seth to take his time and recover and come back ready to have another, like, however many years he wants in the wrestling business, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I thought that their promoing on each other was delightful. I thought they were great, and I really enjoyed it. I think Gunther has such a way of being a dick without necessarily resorting to the some of the techniques that other heels use. Like, he can just be rational and mean. Yeah, he's also very backhanded complimenty, right? Like, yes. Yes. Oh, I enjoyed that about him. So, I mean, I guess only time will tell. I enjoy a lot of things about Gunther. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Seth. So, yes. Best wishes, Seth. Please get well soon. And please please don't do anything silly to further injure your little leg. And hopefully, you know, you have some time off. And if you're bored, there's a great podcast who'd love to have you as a guest. Yes. It's us. It's us. It's not someone else. It's us. And I mean, we can't pay you to appear. But here's what we can do. Tell you how great you are. Maybe get you like a Starbucks gift certificate or something by way of appreciation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're fun to hang out with. So, so this whole segment it it has this very odd civil tone to it. Everything is very chill. Very much less civil is when Xavier Woods and Kofi come out to attack Imperium because they are not about a peaceful, if backhanded, exchange of remarks. They've had enough of the European bullshit. Mm-hmm. They think Europe is bullshit and that these two are its greatest representatives. So they are Euro trash. When we come back, New Day and Imperium are having a match. And I, I largely wanted to talk about this because it feels like you have these two tag teams who went from what I perceive them to be doing to like this sort of ultra violent falling off things, smashing into things like, like they're trying to kill each other. Yeah, a lot of attempted decapitations. Yeah. Like, they get double counted out, and they're still going to just go for it. And then they nearly die, like, jumping off those cases or whatever. It was one of those things where it felt like there were no winners. Oh, absolutely not. 
so beaten and bruised. They must feel like shit on Tuesday. Like, I can't imagine how sore you would be the next day. There was, like, water bottles all over those tables and, like, probably sharp items. (laughs) It was an unsafe work environment. OSHA is shitting its pants over this. (laughs) No kidding. As we speak. So... You know, when we conclude this, both Cole and Wade Barrett are like, I don't think it's over. And I was like, gosh, I hope it's not over. I hope we keep doing this for a while. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it would be, I think it'd be really weird if suddenly it was like, oh, it's the end of that. (laughs) We just needed a filler for a few minutes of like really violent shit. And I have, I have a little theory about how this is going to play out, which I will, I will mention later. A little later in the show. Okay. So... New Day is very mad, Imperium is very mad, and mad is like the mood of the night, because when we go backstage a little bit later, Rhea is fucking furious with Damien. She's had enough. She looks fancy, though. She looks so pretty. What a great outfit. Wasn't she pretty? She's like so dressed up. So pretty. I really liked it. I like I like that she's experimenting with like softer looks. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so she thinks that Damien should not be so focused on Drew because there's a lot happening. Yeah. And, uh, Damien thinks that she should stay out of Adam Pierce's office and not have a big head. And I thought it was really nice that JD really sympathized with her about the accusations of having a big head. (laughs) Uh, look, the rest of us aren't on a video game cover. So, you know, we have to be mere mortals down here. So jealous. What a jealous little brat. Did you notice Finn's like reactions while <laughs> all this was going on? I, well, he was definitely a yes man there after Damien kind of sauntered off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she didn't, Rhea does not spare anyone from her wrath. She turns on JD and Dom Dom. She's disappointed in them. Like, then she's mad at Finn. She wants him to go out for Dominic's match and be vicious. Um, there's a lot happening in the Judgment Day. I keep waiting for them to splinter, but it hasn't happened yet. I feel like disappointment is the default state for anyone when dealing with um, J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I think that's really fair. I think mm-hmm. previously we had talked about a WrestleMania timeline for their dissolution. Do you still feel like that's the case, or do you think we're looking at something much sooner now? I think it could still be WrestleMania. I hope they don't rush it because there's like a lot that's got to happen. Like Damien's got to hopefully cash in at some point. Like I'm sure Finn and Damien are going to lose the tag titles at some point. Like this whole thing with our truth has to play out still. Right. That's my hope as well is that we get to savor the dissolution for a little while. Yeah. I want it to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. Epic. If you will. I mean, it'll never top the bloodline dissolution. Right. I mean, that was, the most amazing thing ever but we can it hope. truly was it truly was cinematic it lived up to the hype and we will always be chasing that high i think mm-hmm. so this brings me to the theory i wanted to discuss with you yes. and it involves one of our favorites on the show jay uso So we will later see the New Day backstage. And Jay is once again on time and he brings them some ice. That's really sweet. I know. He's so sweet. I'm starting to feel like we will never see him wrestle again. Or will he be the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble? Mm. Mm. 
So this is, I feel like we are aligning him with the New Day who are feuding with Imperium. And I feel like Jay's first title may be the Intercontinental title. I mean, I'm fine with that. That'd be amazing. Or as Gunther likes to call it, the Intercontinental Heavyweight, heavyweight title. Heavyweight Intercontinental. I uh, mean, that no is t- technically what it's called, but. Yeah, it's on, also dude. weird and like a nerdy it thing to weird. do when he needs to stop. I know, it's true. It's a little too accurate. Cut the shit, Gunther. Stop being Gunther about it. So I'm curious to see how this works out with, I guess, the six of them, if that's a direction we might be headed in. But I I really liked when Jackie was like, where does this all end? And Xavier was like, we are 12-time champions. And just because we are fun and nice does not mean you can shit all over us. And I was like, wow, women everywhere are like, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So relatable. I think that's a good reminder, though, because it is like... it's very easy to forget how amazing New Day are because they're just like fun dudes. And it's like, they were champions, yo. It was incredible. A little bit later, um, we finally get to see Finn come out with Dominic to be vicious for his match. Uh, Dominic has Finn and JD, and he's going to take on The Miz, but... Before this match happens, we have a little flashback to earlier in the day um, (laughs) when Miz is like, R-Truth, look, the Judgment Day is dangerous. I want you to be careful. And R-Truth is like, absolutely, don't tag in. (laughs) He's giving him sage advice. Don't tag in, Miz. Keep your eyes on those Mysterio boys. (laughs) Yes. And uh, I almost died when Miz is like, "It's, it's one guy. It's Dominic. It's one guy. Dominic. beautiful. Um, That one guy, Dominic, is able to overcome The Miz in one-on-one competition. Yeah. I mean, not hugely surprising, I guess, right? Like, they're not going to let The Miz be amazing for a long time. They never do. I think so. But I mean, I love The Miz, and I don't like to see anyone Mm -hmm. I love lose to Dominic. Even though I've, I've come to really like Dominic. I just... It's still he it's a it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And I I feel like more and more we see them transitioning him to like real wrestler as opposed yeah. to sort of like judgment day hang on like he's not really dom dom anymore. They've toned down the like Rhea's lover boy routine. Mhm. They grow up real fast these days. I don't like the name dirty dom though. I just don't like it. It's not my fave. I don't, know else, I don't know what else I call them, but it's just like, mm, no. We're just going to have to keep calling them Tom and Nick. I guess that's all we have. Did you see the sign in the crowd that said, live, laugh, love, Lil Jimmy? <laughs> I didn't. I wish I had. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was great. So at the end of this match, of course, Finn is like, well, I better be vicious. Rhea said to be vicious, but DIY is not going to let that happen. And they come down and they try to take out Finn and JD, but ultimately like Finn saves him and they run away. So yeah, they have to work on their busybody technique. I think so. I think they're not, they're like mid busybodies. They're not ready for this advanced level of get involved in everyone's shit. Yeah, their heart's in the right place. I mean, mm-hmm. kudos, but yeah, you've got to talk to Cody, talk to Sammy, talk to Jay. 
right busy body 101 like they actually have a connection to the miz in that he was their one-time tag team partner and former tomaso champa mentor but like as cody rhodes for example would tell you you never have to have met that person before today to get in their business exactly like buckley or brayley or whatever the fuck the cameraman's name was you just get in there (laughs) oh man i forgot about that guy cody didn't he didn't he doesn't forget about anybody he doesn't forget about anybody (laughs) you meet him once you're a lifelong friend so after this we go backstage and jackie is interviewing damien and he's really proud of dirty dom he knew that dirty dom would handle the business his son is growing up it's wonderful (laughs) but then uh what happens he's got to get his cut archer is delivering money cuts to members to his fellow members of the judgment day he also wants to talk to damien about jd's and i quote dirty venmo history but they apparently decide it's not the right time for that and move on i missed that part <laughs> so delightful i mean damien still thinks it's hilarious but you know i don't think that'll last no he is also he's still real tired of drew he doesn't care mm-hmm. if drew was the man during the struggle period like he doesn't care if drew doesn't want him to be champion he's like what if i win the royal rumble and i've got this briefcase and it's like honestly honestly maybe you should because the briefcase is probably going to expire at some point if you don't do something with it my dude you need a backup plan i feel like he's gonna grab it and it's just gonna crumble into dust at some point like oh <laughs> it expired time ran out he'll hand it to the ref and the ref will open it and like in a cartoon, a little cloud of dust will poof out. Mm-hmm. And like a cartoon skull and crossbones will rise up out of it. And that's it. There's <laughs> nothing in there. And then Damien dies. This is over for him. Now, I would like to talk to you about a moment on Raw that I was perhaps most excited for. I've been waiting for ever since we found out it was going to happen. It does not involve hand-to-hand combat, but it does no. involve what I was about to describe as mouth-to-mouth combat and then realized that that's not, that's not what happened. They just talked. Sass to sass, verbal sass to verbal. Sass. So um, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk have a little conversation in the ring. And uh, they start very friendly. They shake hands. CM Punk's hopes that they'll still be friends on Sunday morning. And then Cody does something I've never seen him do before. He asks someone what they want to talk about and actually lets them talk about what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And of course, everybody wants to talk about Dusty Roads. That's got to be exhausting. I would think so. I, I would think that Cody is like, what if, what if in 2024 we scale back the dad talk? And they're like, no, it's, it's great, dude. We're going to keep doing it. To keep doing i mean i just feel so bad right because it's never not going to be that way for him yeah unless it comes out that dusty Rhodes was some kind of monster at some point like it's never going away and then i feel like they're going to do a horrible storyline where cody learns in real time that his father was some kind of monster and has to navigate that through storyline and then they'll bury it forever i don't want that for him so i don't either So I thought this was a very interesting segment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, CM Punk is known for being great 
at the promo. Mm -hmm. But Cody is no no slouch in this department either. Um, And we get this very interesting thing where, like, Punk says a lot of genuinely nice things about Cody, but ultimately is like, I am more of an American dream than you are because I actually was raised by a blue collar worker. You know, I'm not a Nepo baby. I had to do it myself and I'm going to eliminate you. And Cody turns it around is like, yeah, okay, but I'm actually more CM Punk than you because when you did the pipe bomb, I actually did all the things you said. What do you, what do you think about this? What do you take away from this? What is your... What is your reaction? I the I had to go and read the pipe bomb because I didn't I mean I wasn't watching when CM yeah. Punk did this. Um I think it's a gentle way. I think what Cody did is a gentle way of really telling CM Punk that he's a spoiled fucking baby. And I think <laughs> that like Yes. Like I think that Punk was trying to tell Cody he's a spoiled fucking baby, but I think really, you know, Punk is the spoiled fucking baby. Also, he and I have the same brand of shoes, and that's kind of weird. Twinsies. Mm-hmm. Middle-aged twins. I think... I don't know. What do you think? I think everyone did an outstanding job here. I'm gonna... I'm biased, yeah. but I'm gonna give this 10 of 10. I was a little nervous going into it because I was like, what if punk gets the crowd to turn on him on Cody, you know, like he can do it. I was like, if that happens, it's going to be hard for him to come back from. And it didn't, I thought it felt more like a real sparring instead of a burial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I felt like a really even give and take. It felt genuinely emotional on both sides. Like Mm -hmm. you really, for me, I really felt that narrative. Like we are friends but this is something we have to do and when it comes right down to it we care much much more about this than we do each other this is like the thing that is more important but what about the morning after baby punk was very concerned about sunday i mean okay i'm i'm gonna confess to you now that like at the end of this when there's like the shoulder check from cody and then punk like heatedly spins him around and they were gonna kiss Someone mm-hmm. in our house shouted, what if they kiss, though? And it was not my husband or my cat. So I will leave you to draw your <laughs> conclusions about who that person was. The note I wrote was, Cody, Cody shoulder checked him, and now they're going to kiss. So, I mean, we're on the same wavelength here. Obviously, they're in love. I didn't know I wanted this until Monday night or Tuesday night when I actually watched this. It The angry <sighs> staring and weird huffing went on too long for me, though. Like, it started to get... I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, it was just weird, pee but... on each other and leave. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Mark your territory. It was a lot, but I I was very into it. And I, another thing I loved about this was that CM Punk uh, offers him the CM Punk road to WrestleMania experience. And he's like, yeah, you've like carried the company for two years. You're on a video game. And now some throwback dude is going to come and take it all away from you because this is what <laughs> wrestling fans are talking about online right now. Right? Like this is, this is the yeah. discourse, but it's not the rock. It's CM Punk. Yeah. He's, he's no that. more Mr. Nice Pepsi Phil. I'm really curious mm-hmm. to see how this plays out. I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see this go down and regardless of what happens, I would love to see them clash in a more extended program. I think it would be the bomb. I think it would be amazing. Maybe they'll figure out a way to do that. 
I also really like, like oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just thinking this just came into my brain. Like maybe somehow like uh, Seth has to vacate that title. Somehow Cody wins that title. CM Punk has won the Royal Rumble and he challenges Cody at WrestleMania. Which would be fantastic. I mean, it really would. I would love that. I could watch dear them dad. do this until April. <laughs> dear dad, take note. Take note, dear dad. Dad, this one's important and we are willing to overlook a lot if you get it together. Like okay. just um give us um like a suite uh at the Royal uh, at, at WrestleMania to watch all this, like all yeah. the snacks we want. Mm. Airfare, hotel, a driver, spending money, any merch that we want, spending money. Yeah. Uh high fives to wrestlers who care to high five. If they're not into that, that's okay. Um, we just we ask for really little, not much at all, just royalty. And also, um, when I meet you and I start crying, I need you to be cool about it. So just just be cool about it. Just hug her, Dad. Just give yeah. her give her a hug. If be you like a hugs. dad, be a dad for once, okay? God, yeah. Like, wear our friendship bracelet that we made for you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dad. At this portion of the program. I've put a placeholder in my notes that says time for Jillian to shit on Hulk Hogan. So I would like the WWE to stop giving Hulk Hogan any fucking airtime because we yes. know he's a terrible person. Yes. And like, yeah, I know he was like a big fucking deal in the eighties. And like, I loved him as a child. I thought he was amazing, but he's a piece of garbage. But like this whole package was really weird because he's just like, oh, hey, here's all these great wrestlers and how they owe everything to me because like there's a part of Hulkamania and all of them. And like Hulk fucking dude, are you kidding me right now? Like what? And he's like, well, look out. I might return to the Rumble. Burr, burr, burr. If he makes a return, I'm going to throw the Royal Rumble into the street. I want to freely admit that I use this opportunity to go make myself a seltzer with a little squeeze of lime in it because that's a really refreshing beverage. Oh, that sounds nice. It's so nice. And it's so much nicer than listening to that ass bag walrus talk about anything. I couldn't believe this. Like, you might want to go watch it just because, like, he just really is like, oh, and Becky the man. Yeah, she's got Hulkamania. And. Uh, Seth Seth Rollins, he's been a Hulkamaniac since he was a kid. Like, every single wrestler, it was how it was about Hulk. Like, the boomeriest fucking promo I've ever seen. And then he saved the world for democracy. I hate him. I hate he's him. He's a real American. He is a horrible human being mm -hmm. whose crimes are so... And he hasn't committed any real crimes. But he's just a bad person. He's a racist he is a gross girl dad he was a shitty co-worker to everyone he's ever worked with unless you were in his special little club i just what a dude what a dude and i think wasn't he the reason that they wrestlers ended up not unionizing that is an interesting question that i don't know the answer to i feel like he was like he I don't remember what it was. I don't know if he if he narked on them that they were unionizing or like talked them out of it somehow. Just like cool, thanks, Hulk. Well done, well done. 
Was there anything else you wanted to add about Hulk? No, I'm done shitting. I'm done shitting. Thank you. That was a satisfying shit. I felt it over here for sure. It really was. I feel light now. Things that are far less shitty. Far, far, far less shitty. In our main event, we have two giant human beings, Drew McIntyre (laughs) and Damian Priest. And despite this, they are both so huge and Drew is somehow still bigger. He is. I was thinking, like, do you think when Damien was a teenager, he was, like, super lanky? <laughs> yes. Like, so gangly. Yes. I would <laughs> imagine still so. still kind of gangly, even though he's, like, muscly. Yes, Drew he's a lanky too, man. Probably. But, yeah. Well, I mean, Drew was a, a lankster for a long time, and he's really filled yeah. out. So He's a bulky, bulky, gigantic dude. This match is was pretty much how I expected it to be. I have to tell you that at one point, close to the beginning, Damien strikes Drew so hard that I flinched for real. Yeah. Um, I have a note that said, damn, these two are brutal. They were wailing on each other. It was yeah. hardcore. It was really rough. I feel like there's this sort of spirit of brutality about this Raw that's just like, what is going on here? <laughs> everybody's real antsy they've just got a lot of anger going on everybody's all jazzed up for the rumble Mm -hmm. i also thought that damien exhibited an incredible tactic to avoid the claymore in which he just sort of flailed out of the way (laughs) i mean it counts right he still missed it so It it worked as this match is unfolding, poor R-Truth shows up and he wants to give Damien his money. And Damien is like, dude, come on. And he shoves him. Did your heart break? Yes, it made me so sad. He's just trying to help. And he wasn't even really deterred. He's like, Damien, I yeah. need your password to get in the briefcase. Like, he's still just trying to do the right thing. The password for the briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> You know who has oh, that password, amazing. right? You know. I need your pin. <laughs> Little Jimmy password. has that password. He's yeah. the only one. I probably. I just love the idea. He's like, I'll just put it in the briefcase. I'll put your money in the briefcase. I had oh. some fear that like somehow our truth was going to make the briefcase, you know, disintegrate. Yes. Like, like it was going to be like so much worse than it turned out. I mean, it still turned out poorly, but I thought it was going to be 10 times worse really really awful that's what i expected too um you know this kind of like falls apart at this point like the money ends up going everywhere and damien kind of pins drew but unfortunately our truth is distracting the ref with his shenanigans so he doesn't get the yeah. win he absolutely yeah. loses it and literally shouts oh my god before yeeting our truth <laughs> out of the ring like it was so sad because it wasn't a good distraction you know it wasn't a distraction damien needed it just made me sad yeah and it's 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 hurtful because like i love damien and our truth i don't ever want our truth to be sad and then you know drew gets the win so ultimately i do not think there was going to be much living laughing or loving in the judgment day that night it also makes me sad that this feels like our truth's gonna be out and like this this brief window of a glimpse into joy has just been so wonderful like so hilarious the shirts that they've made are like top sellers it's just so like good. people love this shit and you're gonna cut it off too early 
Now, there is something to be said for quitting while you're ahead with this, right? Before they like yes, yes, run it into the ground as is so much American television. <laughs> So this is my thing. I would rather have like three weeks of amazing R-Truth content than six months where I get to the point where I'm like, I never want to see him again. I don't want to feel that about R-Truth. Yeah, I'd rather live, laugh, love than never to have live, laugh, loved at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was there anything else about this edition of Monday Night Raw that you wanted to share? There was not. I am ready for Royal Rumble business. It is everyone's favorite time on the Wrestling is for Girls podcast where we have consulted with analysts, data scientists, all the bookmakers in Vegas, uh, professional wrestling Oracle. insiders, oracles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I asked my cat some questions. He was unresponsive. But I'm going to circle back. And oh, we have brought to you the most scientific, research-backed, well-informed predictions for the 2024 Royal Rumble that you will find anywhere on a podcast hosted by two women that is called Wrestling is for Girls. Yep. So with no further ado, if it's all right with you, I'm going to launch into it. Let's do it. So up first, we have got the men's Royal Rumble match, the big one. Now, before we get into our predictions, I just want to remind everyone, and this list was i hope accurate at the time of me looking at it but it obviously could have been updated or modified since then so who i have confirmed for the royal rumble men's match is cody rhodes cm punk shinsuke nakamura bobby lashley drew mcintyre gunther chad gable otis akira tozawa kofi kingston and damian priest with mm -hmm. this information in mind, I would like to ask you, my friend, a series of questions about your predictions. Okay. Who do you imagine will be the first entrant into the men's 2024 Royal Rumble? Jey Uso. Ooh, I love it. I mean, they need like a big name, right? You can't just start yes. with like Austin Theory. Nobody gives a fuck. So they got to start with someone exciting. I don't think it would be, well, it could be it could be Cody because he won last year. So like they could be like throwing that out there. But like they need someone that's going to get the crowd going. I think that's absolutely an excellent point. And I think it would be a really good like not that Jay Uso needs a proving ground, but like a singles ultimate doing it on your own proving ground. Mm -hmm. Like if he can even if eliminate, he doesn't win, yeah, if he lasts a long time. Like it'll still be cool for him. And if he could eliminate 29 other men amazing like then nobody can say that jay uso does not deserve a championship run exactly so i did have cody as the first okay. entrant because i think that makes sense i thought it would be sort of fun you know gunther has bitched about being there the longest and then cody comes in and kind of fucks yeah. up his program so what if this year cody is the first entrant and gunther is the last entrant i think that would be fun um who do you have for last entrant? Do you have a last our truth? Our <laughs> truth. That's an interesting spot to put our truth in, though. Yeah, I just thought, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be in there somewhere. And I oh, for, for whatever reason, I'm like, that would be a great place for him to show up at the end and like f ruin it for somebody on accident. 
So my first and last entrants are related to who I think is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble. So who okay. do you think is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble? CM Punk. Yes, I also have Punk to win the Rumble. Yeah. It just feels, I mean, I guess if he doesn't win, I'm not going to be like, oh, shocked. But yeah, it just seems that like it's got to be that. I feel like, first of all, Cody's never going to finish the story because dad got bored with the story or something. I know. But how heartbreaking would it be if Cody fights his way through oh. like 27 other dudes yeah. Gunther, who comes in last, eliminates him, and then CM Punk eliminates Gunther and wins it. Ugh. Or CM Punk eliminates Cody right near the end, and it's Which just is... like a larger metaphor for what's going on because CM Punk comes in late and ruins I everything. Mean, I think either way is great, but I love like the poetics of just like yeah, the the three of them in there at the end. Do you have any thoughts on like surprise entrance? I was Legend, trying to think like anything. Um, uh, because I saw uh, Matt Hardy in a little clip, I was like, Matt Hardy's coming back. It's Matt uh, Hardy sure with a rumble. I'm sure he won't, but I like to. I like to hope. Or Jeff, I'll take either of them. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels, I threw in there for funsies, just because Fun. you know he's still around. He is. Um, those were the only ones that really came to mind. I didn't like, there's so many dudes like maybe it'll be Matt Riddle. Who knows? What about you? I mean, not a returning legend, but a return that I would love to see is always Big E. would always love to see yeah. Big E come back. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to legends, I just, I couldn't think of anyone. Right. And I guess because it's sort of a legendary rumble, you've got, CM Punk, you've got Randy. We've got some throwbacks already. Better I mean, not be Randy's fucking Hogan. I know Randy's not going to be in it, but it feels like a throwbacky event. I feel like it does. I should have watched that segment because it absolutely feels like Hulk Hogan is going to be in the Royal Rumble. He said, he's like, wait, keep an eye on the Rumble. Might be me. Might see me come back. I'm like, oh, no. Well, if he does, I want to recommend you go make yourself a seltzer and lime because it's very refreshing. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the shopping list. I also thought that we might see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams from NXT. Oh yeah, I you know I feel bad. I always forget about NXT. Ooh, what if um Sheamus comes back? That would be nice. That would be nice. Yes, absolutely. I would love to see Sheamus. That'd be great. I don't care about. Uh, I was gonna say like I don't want Austin Theory to come back, but he hasn't gone away. So I need him to <laughs> yeah, go away first. Oh wait, that's right, Austin. Remember no, that Paul you have to go match. away so we can miss you. I could see Logan Paul yeah. showing up in the Rumble as well because he's double an dipping. People have double dipped. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I also thought of who I would love to see make an appearance in the Men's Royal Rumble. Who? Rhea Ripley. Dude, let's get I wish mommy that every in the day Rumble. Of my life. Wouldn't that be amazing? Because wasn't didn't Nia show up to the Men's Rumble once? She absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah, Rhea could like decimate that place. Let's do it. I don't need her to win. I just want to see it happen. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. Toss some dudes. Mm -hmm. Toss Hulk Hogan. My God, toss Hulk Hogan. That would be glorious. 
He could never. He's not made of strong enough stuff for that. So after our men's Royal Rumble, or more likely before, we will have a women's Royal Rumble match. And thus far, confirmed for the card are Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Maxine Dupree, and Ivy Nile. Who do you see as our first entrant for the Royal Rumble? Bianca Belair. Mm, Bianca is a great choice. She is so tough. She can absolutely like carry that through. Also, big name, people love her. Like a, it's a mm-hmm. good solid start because like she's hardcore. What about you? I am going to call Becky Lynch because Becky is on yet okay. another one of her like scrappy little underdog rising up for the bottom <laughs> moments. There's yeah. nothing scrappier than working the whole rumble. That's true. <laughs> Who do you imagine for a final entrant in the women's Royal Rumble? Maxine Dupree. Now, why Maxine for the last one? Um, I don't know, because like she's kind of a wrestler now, and so I think like every now and then they like to throw someone fun in at the end i think and so yeah i guess they still had some of the same r-truth vibe for like the women's rumble like maxine will go in there maybe she'll get someone out and you know but she's not gonna win you know i would love to see maxine do a great job at the rumble yeah i really would like i feel like she's come a long way with her in-ring performance and she's really fun yeah i like maxine dupree it's better than her being that snooty fashion lady yes i agree and la Knight's sister spouse (laughs) sorry i forgot about that that's so weird that's really (laughs) weird his sister wife so i am calling for last entrant someone who would also be a return i am calling it for sasha banks i called that as a surprise so look at us on the same page I mean, I don't know enough about the status of her contracts anywhere or where she is with WWE to know if that's even possible, but I think it would be fun to see Sasha come back. Spouse mentioned Dakota Kai as a surprise, and I hadn't even thought of that, even though I've mentioned so many times on so many episodes, like, I thought Dakota would throw off that brace and come back, but yet, when it's time to think about the Rumble, she's nowhere in my brain. Yeah, I feel like we've all been waiting, and it would be great to see Dakota, like, especially, like... I mean, I feel like damage control is going to do something underhanded to Bailey, and it would be great yep. to see Dakota come out and kind of cement her status as the mastermind and supplant mm-hmm. Bailey at the Rumble. Yeah, so I could totally cool. see that happening. And I guess apparently January is the earliest she could have come back from her injury. So, right. so in terms of any other returns, any legends, any comebacks. Who are you anticipating to show up in the Women's Royal Rumble? I didn't have a lot of thoughts about that, honestly. Like, there's so many possibilities, I think. Like, Lita, maybe. I didn't want to say Trish because, like, that was done. I don't know if they're going to haul out, like, Mickey James randomly. I know she's on another promotion. So Sasha was really the only one that was, like, that made a lot of sense to me. I can see that. Um, I feel like it would be fun to have Mickey James because she, I, isn't she Mrs. Nick Aldis? I'm pretty sure she's Mrs. Yeah. Nick Aldis. So that would be fun. Um, 
I don't really have a ton of like returns that I've been thinking about, but I suspect that we will likely see um, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria from NXT. And I think that there's a very good chance that we also see Naomi, AKA uh, Trinity in TNA and Mrs. Jim Uso. Has she left TNA? Yeah, she's done with TNA. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, who do we have to win this match? Who is going to be the Rumble, wow, the Rumble Royal winner and go to Mania Wrestle? Becky. I also have Becky. I think that Mommy and Becky at WrestleMania is undeniable and we have to do it. Yeah, it's like they haven't really fought yet and I think that would be a lot of fun. So it sounds like you don't think that Nia Jax is going to squash everyone in the Women's Royal Rumble. I hope someone like Tiny throws her out because she's always talking about how she wants to destroy everybody. So I think that like Katana or Caden or Ivy, Mm -hmm. probably Ivy. Yes, it'd be great if it was Ivy. I would love that. Yeah. So even though the Rumbles are the main attraction, we do have two other matches per our earlier discussion. And we've got the United States Championship on the line between our hero, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Give me your prediction. Kevin Owens. (laughs) I will never pick Logan Paul. Never. All the way, Kevin Owens. There is no other answer. There's no other option. It's KO. We have no other choice. Uh, This is a real no-note situation. (laughs) Exactly. KO. KO. And then... We've got the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in which Los Angeles Knight, AJ Flat Earth Styles, and Randall Keith Orton take on the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Who is leaving with the belt? Randy. This was such a point of contention for me, and I am still not satisfied with my answer. But I think it's Roman. I think... It's going to be Roman, but I'm picking Randy because like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like maybe they'll push that to WrestleMania. I don't know. I just really think, um, I feel like if anyone's going to take it, Randy's a good one, right? He's the legend killer. So like Mm -hmm. I could see that very much happening, but like I said, maybe they're saving that for something bigger. I think there are so many reasons that it would be awesome if it was Randy. Um, you know, he's on a high right now. There's no denying it. The people love Randy Orton. They always have, and they always will. Mm -hmm. I think that if he wins it, that creates an interesting situation between him and Cody, who very much wanted to win it from Roman specifically. Yeah. And they have a past. So that could be really interesting. Um, I just, I think that we're going to keep it on Roman. I think we're going to have the rock and Roman at WrestleMania. Ah, I know it's no, I just, that's what I feel is coming. And I don't think the rock is going to win it. I don't, I just boring, but so many fans love that idea. It's so boring. Like what a waste of a year. I agree. 
of storytelling. And it's not like The Rock is going to come back and have a legitimate run and win the chance. That's not going to happen. Like, it's just, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, while our predictions are scientific and 100% accurate, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't see the future. So if only we had Scarlet's tarot cards. Dad. (laughs) Dad, come on. It's not that hard. Just put them in the shop. It's just it's just one little thing on top of all the other little things that we've been asking you for. You'll make a live, laugh, love t-shirt, but you won't make WWE tarot cards. Like, right. can you please, like, pander to women even less? Apparently, you know. Come on. We are currently selling a Tom and Nick Mysterio t-shirt to wrestlers yeah. who do not exist. Yeah. And I love that. I love it. But... The people are clamoring. Mm-hmm. Amen. On that note, is there anything else about the week in wrestling or the Royal Rumble that you would like to discuss before we put this one to bed? No, I am just ready for Saturday. I am so excited. Um, it interrupts my work day. I think about it all the time. This is... <laughs> This is my Christmas, New Year's, Halloween, and WrestleMania all rolled into one. It is the greatest wrestling day of the year for me. So It's so exciting. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us once again for Wrestling is for Girls. Each week, we put new episodes out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can also find those on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode or you hated it or you just want to say hi, you can always contact us via our website or you can stop by WIF Girls Pod on X, a.k.a. Twitter, and it will really make our week to hear from you. So have a wonderful remainder of your week. And when we see you next, we will all be on the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania.